everyone, it's another Thursday and another upload day for The Squeeze. I can't believe it's the ninth episode already. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Kennedy Fowler and I'm the podcast host of The Squeeze, a platform on social topics. All right, y'all. So I have the privilege to speak with Israel Hernandez, my boyfriend, on back-to-back episodes. And in this episode, we are digging into the highly requested topic, mental health. So it took me about a week to really see what angle I wanted to do this episode. I didn't want to just do statistics. I wanted to really give, you know, even my personal experience and talk about mental health, how it is in today's world and within the media and the black community and so on. Speaking of media, um, like Kanye West, for example, um, he's been crying out for help for a while. And I think that people really need to wake up and pay attention. Um, he's been going through it ever since his mom passed away. And a lot of people don't touch base on that Mm -hmm. um you know because his mom was his only supporter and um she was so caught up with how people viewed her and which is also like an important with mental health and a mental illness so she felt like she needed to change herself so she wanted to go through plastic surgery and you know kanye west paid for her to basically have plastic Mm -hmm. surgery Mm -hmm. and she started to have complications during that surgery and you know she passed away wow so a lot of people don't really think about that and that's when it all started spiraling down and after that point he pretty much felt like he lost everything Mm -hmm. so i mean when you have the only person in your life you know taken from you um especially when you're growing and in your career you know it's Mm-hmm. And it's like Kanye West is, I don't want to say an example, but he is a really good example um, for this topic because for years now, people have been judging Kanye West. Yeah. Oh, he's a coon. Oh, he he's not for black people. Why is he saying this? Like his actions, his movements aren't adding up. And really, Kanye for president, which to me, like, I'm not, I'm not putting that much energy into that because Kanye ain't going win. Kanye, and I know people are saying that Kanye is getting the votes from the black people and then it's going to go on to Trump. But what I want to focus on, especially for today's episode, is the mental health. And like you said, Kanye is crying out for help. Yeah, he is. And you said, like, his mom passing away. With anybody, if you have a parent, a loved one that passed away, your life will just start spiraling down, you know? And I feel like because he's a celebrity and because, you know, he's in the media, it's like he probably never even had that time to heal, talk to someone. So instead, he's just showing out. Yeah. But that he never probably had the chance to heal because he's always in the public eye. 
And then when he's not in the public eye, I mean, he's pretty much with his wife, and his wife is not the best person to have around as a support system, because when he's not in the media, she's filming her show. So... Mm. She, her mind is on so many other different things that, you know, and I was saying to myself, I'm, I might even unfollow, you know, all of them, that whole family, you know, mm. you were talking about canceled culture a couple weeks back. That, yeah, that's the Kardashians have been in, they've been sniffing around the whole cancel, like, part, because a lot of people are just, I hear so many times that, oh, I'm canceled, like, okay, the WAP video with Kylie Jenner there was so many people that were against her being in that video and I'm just like I knew that you know there's some people that don't like the Kardashians everybody has their you know opinions on them but for the most part I feel like y'all still supporting them you get so hyped up on everything they drop you watch keeping up with their Kardashians so it's like are we gonna cancel them or what not I you know I'm not about to just cancel someone but, I mean, at the end of the day, they're hot. They're in the media. People still tune in. They're getting paid. But I do, like, you know, you're talking about, like, Kim and them filming. Yeah. And I know they put Kanye in there. But yeah. it's just, like, even looking at him sometimes in those episodes, I'm like, he don't look okay. Yeah. He don't look okay. <laughs> Not to laugh about it. But I do agree that, like, Kanye, we just should stop, y'all. Stop making fun of Kanye and just really see the bigger picture that something's wrong. Yeah, you know? And get him out. And now his personal thing, he might support Trump, which he has every right to. You know, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'm not about to bash someone because they support Trump because their political views are different than mine. But at the same time, like, Look beyond his political views. Mm -hmm. Look beyond him running for president. You know he ain't going to win. You know it. But anyways, yeah. And I think that there are different layers to mental health. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that one mental illness is better than, I mean, not better, but bigger than the other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, unconsciously we might be on social media especially in today's world and looking at somebody else's life and being like oh they they're on a boat or you know they're not even in college and they have all this money and but unconsciously you're already comparing your life to that other person's and I feel like that's even a level of mental health it's not a healthy mindset right. to have, which is comparing your life to someone else's. And we do it all the time on social media. It, they might have a, an aesthetically pleasing apartment mm -hmm. or they might have this new car, a Mercedes, and they have all this money and you're wondering how they got it. And now you're just like, I'm a broke college student. I barely got $25 in my account. But there we are again, comparing and that goes into my, what I want to share, which is my personal experience. And I don't want to say that, you know, I was depressed because I haven't, I wasn't clinically diagnosed with that. And I know that that is a serious thing. People do suffer from depression. So, but 
I can speak on what I was feeling. And that was this past year, this past school year, um, like mm, November through like December or something like that. I was just so gloomy. I'll say I was gloomy because, you know, I'm not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily comparing myself to people on social media, but I was comparing the way my life was looking to even my peers because they had something that I didn't have. They were ahead of me. And that was within the field that we share, which is journalism. I shared this on previous episodes and, you know, it was because they're in the journalism school and I had to appeal. So that set me back a semester and, you know, even them getting an internship and I still haven't gotten an internship and you start to, it starts to take over your mind to where it affects you and you feel like I'm not good enough. Like I'm not, I probably have to choose another major. Like I'm not smart enough. And I literally told myself, you're stupid because why haven't you gotten to the journalism school? Like it starts feeding at you. And I, yeah, I was comparing to myself, to my peers because I wasn't where I wanted to be. And Honestly, I feel like people who are in college, it, mental health and mental illness eats at you because one, you're in a different environment. Two, you're not around your normal support system. You don't have anybody to baby you, to watch after you. You're on your own. And you're constantly surrounded by different people, people who may be ahead of you, You might not have any money, like you're a college student. And then you see people on social media that took different routes in their life. And it's like, they're ahead of the game. They didn't even go to school. Like, is this a scam? Like what's going on? You know? And I feel like that is a, it's not even like you're trying to purposely compare yourself, but it's just like, you just can't help it. it. It's just around you. Like, I feel like it's just so natural to compare to what's in front of you, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and that goes into something else. Like I said, you know, it wasn't until I went to college, I started being exposed to different things, seeing different people's lifestyle. And same thing where, like I mentioned in um, the other episode, how college has changed you. And me and Kyla were talking about... um you know, it's not until college that you see that not everybody was raised like you and not everyone um, is going to have the same views as you because, you know, in high school, you're with the same people. You guys live in the same county. Mm. You sort of have the same upbringing in a way. Mm. You have pretty much a lot of things in common. You both know everything that's around your town. Like, you know, it's not until college because you have people coming from different states. And me especially because... I went into a different state. Mm -hmm. So I went into a whole different lifestyle. I went into the Midwest, which is like a total different lifestyle. It's north of Georgia, but it's country. And there's like people coming from north to the Midwest, Chicago, um, and even other places, New York, whatever. But I realized that a lot of 
black parents because, you know, peers or other black students were sharing when I was in college that, you know, their parents basically laugh at mental illness or when they laugh at them if they come to them and say that, oh, I think I'm depressed or I think I have anxiety or I want to speak to a counselor. And I'm going to touch on that in a second. But when I was going through that in December or November, whatever, when I was sharing how I felt gloomy and stuff and I would literally just start crying out of nowhere. It's like my mind would tell me this is a bad day. Cry. And I literally cried in class. But I remember... I texted my parents and I said, something's wrong with me. And I think I want to speak to someone. And I thought that they were going to be like, because I heard my peers or other people, black people say that black parents laugh at it or they're like, no. And surprisingly, my parents were like, okay, we can talk about it and we can get everything together, you know, with the insurance and like see who's available. And that helped me because my parents were supportive. And I feel like, so going back to the mental health and mental illness, it is horrible in the black community. I mean, parents, and I know it's because they probably grew up in a time where their parents are like that to them. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with you. This is just life. Deal exactly. with it. You know? And But the way my parents made me feel, I wish that other... And I'm not just... And I'm, gonna, I'm not saying all black parents. But I wish that those black parents that aren't supportive, I wish they responded the same way because literally and I texted them this because I was at work literally reading their response made me feel a little bit better yeah because it made me feel like I wasn't alone now when you don't have anybody that believe like it's like they don't believe me now something is really wrong with me and then your mental illness can get worse actually so the black community like y'all We need to get better and we need to just believe in our kids and trust them and help them out. Like, obviously, they're coming to you because they're your child. You know, they're just trying to open up to you. And then then you wonder why. Why is my child doing this? Why are they going behind my back and in drugs and this isn't that, you know? Yeah. No. And it's funny that you say that because it's not only in the black community. It's in the Latin community. Wow. And it's it's like you feel like you have nobody to talk to. And it's crazy because it's like that, especially more in our generation. I don't know right. if it's because of social media <clears throat> mm-hmm. or if it's because people have more access to phones. But now more than ever, people not only care about how they view themselves, yeah. but they care more about how others view them. Mm. And... You know, growing up in this generation and especially going through school Mm -hmm. or just like you said, for example, seeing other people have other opportunities and Mm -hmm. you say to yourself, why am I not where I want to be in life Mm -hmm. or why am I not at that level yet? Mm -hmm. And it's 
because of obviously opportunities are different, mm -hmm. but you know, everybody is not on the same path as you. And the sooner that you understand that, the soon the better your your life will be. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's just yeah, that's real. That's and it's, a lot. That's real, and that's crazy because like I never thought. I just never think about. Because, you know, I'm black, so mm -hmm. obviously I know more about my own community than other, you know, races and ethnicities and stuff in their community. Like, I didn't know that in the Latin community, it it's there too, you it's know? It's everywhere, to and, be honest with but you. But look, you see more white people, yeah. their parents, being more supportive. You more just see it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say all. I know that there's probably some white parents that are just like, ah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and, but you see them, okay, we're going to sign you up for counseling. We're going to put you in this and, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, why can't we have the same thing in our other communities, you know? Yeah. And so we talked about that. And another um, community I want to talk about that, you know, people have thoughts and opinions on is Christians or are Christians and you hear a lot when they say oh just pray about it give it to God and I like you know people are like obviously I gave it to God or I feel yeah. like I gave it to God or I've been praying my whole life and I still suffer with this right so I feel like Christians just is not, I feel like people who from the outside would just think that Christians are happy go lucky. Yeah. It's not, that's not enough. Yeah. And I'm a Christian, but that's not enough sometimes. And now I do agree that you can give it to God because I do believe that he can, you know, take that away. He could do twice as much more enough and I do believe that prayer works mm -hmm. but I do believe that God has also blessed the hands and has you know blessed us to have I guess um outlets mm -hmm. the he blessed the hands of doctors to perform mm -hmm. he you know it's like that's why we have doctors we mm -hmm. can't do this on our own you know, and I know that some cultures and religions believe that, oh, I don't want to take any medicine or, you know, they, it's just all natural. Like whatever's meant to happen, it's going to happen, which is on you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't, I'm not like judging you on that, but I do believe that we can take medicine to help us for certain things. Like if you are depressed mm -hmm. or you have you've suffered from anxiety why not get that to help just lower it you know like help your anxiety it be treated you know vent to somebody a professional because you can't take that all by yourself because what happens when you pray and give it to god you don't see any changes. And then mm. you start to think God's not there. Mm. Is he even real? And then you take your life. So 
do the steps you need to do to get better. Still pray, still give it to God. But I think that there are that God blesses us with other outlets and with other people. People come into your life all the time that need to be there. So I feel like I agree with medicine, with Mm -hmm. a psychologist or, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. And that's an excellent um, thing to bring up. But at the same time, you can't, for the people that don't believe in going to a doctor, believe because like you said, mental illness is such a big thing for the people that don't feel as if they need to get medicine for it. Because honestly, medicine can help, but for somebody that has multiple different things that they're going through between depression, anxiety, um, you know, Mm. you, you can't take a pill for everything. Obviously you can't, it's either one or the other, or it's, it's not going to balance you out. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, too, doctors can, I believe in that, too. But you just need to speak to somebody. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. Even if it's not going to a doctor to get prescribed medication, you need to see somebody to talk to. If you can't go to your family, go to your peers, you need to get in touch with somebody that is going to listen to you. Because mm-hmm. the longer that you keep it to yourself, the more it's going to eat you alive. Right. You need to feel not imprisoned in your own mind, you know? So I agree with you on that aspect. You do need to seek help, but medication isn't always going to help. Is it preferred? Yes, of course. Yeah. But don't make yourself feel like you need to take a pill because honestly, I went through it. Mm -hmm. You know, being a a, a mixed minority right now in this day and age, um, you're going to go through things and it it depends on how strong that you are how you can handle that but you know for somebody that isn't strong enough or in my case you're young so you just like they say you need to take something um I took Adderall Mm -hmm. and for me that made me feel like a zombie like Mm. I wasn't who I was um I was losing weight at the same time because I didn't want to eat Um, I kept myself in the room. My personality was just gone Mm. and that ate away at me for a couple years. And then I just said to myself, you know, I don't need this, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's another way. I mean, you you can get through it. Right. And look at you today. Look at me today. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. Yeah. I I never thought of it in that sense because it's like, okay, you know to take medicine. Like, a doctor will prescribe you medicine for this one thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, but what if I suffer from two different things? Exactly. And you can't overdo it. Then he's going to give you another thing to kind of help you with Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're taking, like, six different pills. Oh, while I'm at it, let me take something for my digestive system. You know, like, it's just sometimes enough is enough. And, like, we can't be dependent Mm -hmm. on pills. But I do agree in a sense where it's like, okay, if you suffer from anxiety, take some anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. Go seek a counselor. That's what you need. Yeah, and talk. You need. Why I do feel I like suffer from anxiety? Medicine. Right. 
just talking to somebody, somebody that doesn't know you. Yeah, someone that, that's because, not going to judge you off like, the roof. Right. You can talk to somebody who knows you, obviously, mm-hmm. like a close friend, a family member, but at the end of the day, like, they could still be biased because exactly. they know you and they know or where they you've think, been from. they think that they know you right. or the experiences that you've been through and only you know exactly what you've been through. Right. It's your life. So that's why I say someone you don't know who is professional. Exactly. Who's a professional in who their field. Who can get you the right resources. Right. And prescribe you something. Not even prescribe <laughs> you something. It is therapeutic in its own to just speak with somebody. Yeah. And they'll give you something that, like, for me personally, that helped me out was a journal. Things yeah. that you were feeling. Yeah. Things that you, your day-to-day, it you just jot it down and you can look over it and yeah. it actually helps you. And I really think that everyone should seek counseling. Everyone. You might not even know you're going through mm-hmm. something until you speak to someone. Exactly. Until you just talk to someone, even about your day, and they can point out the smallest thing and you'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't know because I took, because I made this action, I'm this type of person, yeah. you know? And, you know, I, I know in college, like, we have resources like that for mm-hmm. free on campus. Um, and I'm tired of this whole... I don't want to go to, forgive me. I'm not going to say I'm tired of it because I know each person's different and it takes a lot. And that's what it is. But can we normalize seeking help? Can we normalize going to a counselor? Because a lot of people don't go Mm -hmm. strictly because they don't want to look like something's wrong with them. But not only that, can we normalize us saying to ourselves, I'm going to make time for myself. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. You make time for so many other things to do. Oh, I don't have time to do this, but you binge and watching Netflix for right. two hours. Oh, I don't have time to do this. You watching YouTube videos. Are you doing anything that you could possibly think that you want to do when what you need to be doing is separating mm-hmm. some time for yourself and finding who you are and valuing who you are and who you're going to become. Like I said, everybody's path is different, you know? So, yeah. And also nothing is wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. Even if you have a mental, you're nothing's wrong with you at all. It's normal. it, It could be something so easy as just, just separating that time and realizing that there's nothing wrong with you because everybody goes through it. And no, I'm not saying, oh, this is life. Everyone goes through it, so you got to deal with it. No, it's normal to feel depressed at times or anxiety, yeah. but don't allow it to eat you right. away. Yeah. That's not who you are. Don't let it overcome exactly. you. Exactly. Also, I wanted to ask you, and this is a different topic, but I've thought about it and I want to bring it up. Do you think that mental illness is genetic? Or could be genetic? I think it's it could be both. I feel like it could be genetic or it could be based off of your experiences or the things that you see. Like mm. like these movies, mm-hmm. for example. You know, who thinks of these <laughs> crazy movies and somebody out there, they can come from 
a perfect family. Mm-hmm. You would never. It could be somebody close to you. Mm-hmm. It can be somebody you least expected to be a neighbor. You know, someone you worked with, someone you just walked past, or you went jogging one day and you see, and he don't look like the type of person that would that would do or be that way. Mm-hmm. But it's things that you see, things that are big on the media or whatever the case may be. But genetically, yes, it can be because you can get your anger or whatever from you know. Now, do you think that it's genetic, or do you think it's you growing up with that person and I think it's, seeing it and then you start to act like what you see. I think it's more that, but at the same time, like I said, you can come from a family that are perfectly fine, yeah. that are normal, and you just one day... So basically, you can be both. You can be both. <laughs> yeah, and... Because everybody mm-hmm. is in their own world. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. Everybody thinks differently, processes things differently. Everybody's not the same as you, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it can be both. Right. And an example, you know, the person doesn't ha- necessarily have to be, the child doesn't necessarily have to be crazy as far as, oh, they murdered someone or, you know, yeah. but they could be crazy to their parents yeah. And their parents think they're acting up. But perfect example that I thought about was a mad and, and that I think this I'm gonna get into it, but I think this because there's different eras. I feel like it depends what era you grow up in. Mm-hmm. Like boomers compared to millennials, compared to Gen Z. Like there's different eras in life. So imagine someone who grew up like was 10 or a teen in the 90s they grew Mm -hmm. up in the 90s but their parents grew up in the 60s or the 50s or whatever yeah and you know back then let's just say it wasn't acceptable to you know be white and date outside your race or be white and listen to this type of music Mm -hmm. because in their days it just wasn't acceptable but that person who is a teen that child let's just say they're white who is a teen in the 90s they have their room plastered in black artist mm-hmm. and they're and they're listening to rap music or r&b and and soul and then their parent who is a very conservative white american yeah they think they're comes out. into their room and says <laughs> something's wrong with you you need to go to a mental ward or you need to stop this right now yeah. because something and their parent literally believes that something is wrong with and that's them. OD by the way that's crazy yeah so it's like okay is it something really wrong with the person like a mental illness or is it their parent thinks something's wrong with them because they don't share the same beliefs or they grow up in a different era, era. so yeah. that's why I think that you know it's a lot of things. It could be genetic. It could be what you see, but it can also be because you grew up in a different time. So just like now, um, with the whole, it's like every episode I talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, but, but if it's just like now, if, and I see it all the time, like on social media, like the 23 year old, 23 year old, Let's even say 
Nah, I'm not going to say that. 23-year-old white person. Mm-hmm. Female or male. Is holding up a Black Lives Matter sign. Mm-hmm. And their parent, who is like mm, 56, 60 years old. What are you doing? Yeah. So you're not saying, so you're saying that our lives don't matter? Mm-hmm. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's like they don't understand. And I think that's why I said in the first episode of Black Lives Matter that I had on that is I feel like this generation is more accepting. And I feel like because they, they've grown up with black kids Yeah. from elementary school, they're best friends. It's not, it's mixed. It's not. Um, one race sticks together, one race, it, like, you know, our ethnicity, like it was in the 60s or 70s not as much, or 80s. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. There's, you know, there's cities and whatever that is like that, but we're mixed now. Yeah. We're more accepting. So that's why I'm like, okay, our parents just need to understand us. And I feel like there needs to be a conversation between different generations. Like, look. <laughs> yeah. We need to get you up to date. This is what is accepting now. This is what's not accepting. Now, it's okay for you to have your own opinion, but don't label me as having a mental illness or something's wrong with me mm-hmm. or saying that I'm acting out because what I believe in. Yeah. You know? So, I just feels like, I feel like there's so many topics with mental health and I really didn't want to just give a statistic like I was saying earlier in this episode like oh statistically 95 percent because that's boring you want to have real genuine conversations everybody is fighting their own demons yeah so (laughs) (laughs) yes whatever yes israel okay for real i mean (laughs) i know i just didn't expect you to say that (laughs) yeah everybody is fighting their own demons and there needs to be something that, oh yeah, that's another conversation. But, um, yeah, is there anything else you want to conclude with or say? I mean, conclusion is seek help, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's friends, family, or someone professionally mm-hmm. um, that is in that field. Uh, I I do highly recommend that because, like I said, personally, I've been through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll get you farther than where you think. And you can live a, so to speak, normal life without fear of that being, like, mentally imprisoned again all over Mm -hmm. again. Or feeling like you're going through something alone. Everybody has not only gone through it, everybody is currently going through it. And the sooner that we understand that, the sooner we can move forward with this and, you know, hopefully normalize being accepting and understanding to everybody's feelings and mm-hmm. what they're going through and, and what they feel like, you know, obviously the experiences that they've been through. Um, just try to be more understanding with it. Yeah. Thank you, Israel, for coming on the squeeze on another episode. Like I said, back to back. Um, back to back. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me in on this topic that was highly requested. Um, and I sort of been pushing this off because I didn't know what to say on mental health. I didn't know, okay, how do I go about this? So that's why like, I've been preparing for about a week now on what, 
how I should go about this. But squeeze fam for you. Uh, make sure to comment down below on your thoughts on this episode. If you agree or disagree, or if you just want to add more to what me and Israel were talking about. And I can't wait to speak to you all next week. Not only that, okay. be sure to also comment on other topics and subjects you would like to touch ba- or have us touch base on or Kennedy um, so that we can, you know, kind of get more insight in other fields that are, you know, yeah. important. Request more topics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I can't wait to speak to you all next week.